0: Welcome everybody to a very brand new podcast. I am your host, Oscar Rendon, and today I'm joined by my co-host, the man who always anchors (laughs) any show I'm on, (laughs) Uh, Timothy Roth. Hello, hello. How's it going?
1: Oh man, it's going.
0: Oh man. Uh, for, For those of you who may not know, we used to host a podcast called the On The Ropes Wrestling Podcast. This was back in... 2015, all the way up until 2020, so five years we ran, um, back in the day, before uh, our lives kind of uh, went in separate directions, mm-hmm. but we're back, we're starting a new podcast, we feel like it's time to move on from On The ropes Wrestling, and we are introducing you to Wrestling with Stooges. <laughs> <laughs> We're the, uh, we're, either we're the Stooges or we're going to have some Stooges on the nah, show. It'll be a little bit of both. I feel like we're, Sto- we're Stooges, bro. <laughs> Stooges um, for wrestling. Stooges. Uh, so wrestling with Stooges, that's us. Uh, right now, we're still working on the format, but we, we felt like we needed to come back to the podcast space because we had a lot to talk about. We, we, we would tax each other so much. About what's been going on these past couple of weeks, and I don't know, like, what, what, why do you, why, why why did you think it was time to come
1: uh, back texting each other, tagging each other in memes? It's just been a crazy like couple of years. Um, ever since we you know finished up with our last uh, podcast, just there's been a lot to uh, catch up on and talk about, and I just felt like we both felt like it was time to bring this back, and you know, like you said, start fresh and just. Continue our talk and love of wrestling. Continue our podcast legacy. Right. <laughs> we got to finish the story. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't let it end the way it ended. <laughs> no. Basically, COVID hit. And then, you know, my wife and I, we had, we had, a, we had a son. So a lot of stuff happened. Yeah, um,
0: personal stuff. Right. Yeah. And, so. uh, yeah, and I kind of walked away from uh, wrestling, kind of like independent stuff. You know, so like I, I was really big into the wrestling, like the indie scene for wrestling. You know, traveling like all the way out to like Oklahoma, Chicago, here in St. Louis. So like it's and you know this past year, uh, yeah, this is like last year is when I kind of dipped my toe back into it, and it's been uh, rewarding and fun. You know, Tim, you've been to a couple of shows.
1: Yeah, they're they're very fun, and it's a very cool experience. Yeah, but now uh you know, it was time for us to come back and start talking about wrestling. We got the itch. We were getting the itch and you know, it'd been it had been way too long. Yeah. Um so yeah, here we are.
0: Here we are. And uh first of all, this this first episode, I feel like we're gonna focus on a little we're gonna focus on one main topic the entire show, and it will be the CM Punk topic. It'll be There won't be a whole lot of other things we touch upon unless it's connected to CM Punk in some shape or form. Uh, And uh, first of all, I want to talk about it because I've been watching a lot of other people's takes on what happened at All In and everything that led up to that moment. And for the most part, I feel like every other podcast or YouTube show or whatever the fuck that uh, talks about it. They're always like they always leave out certain things that I'm like, if you brought back into context, would make so much sense, and it would be a much grayer, um, not as black and white situation as a lot of people make it out to be. You know, I feel like, I feel like a lot of people are either taking the 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 elite slash the buck side and a lot of people are taking CM Punk's side. I feel like today on the show, I feel like I, I'm I'm on I'm in the middle. Like a part of me understands and also a part of me doesn't condone the way CM Punk uh and his actions. Let's just say I don't condone his actions, but I also don't blame him. For the boiling point of which, uh, to which it got to that point, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, I'm, uh, it's one of those situations like, I w- like, like a metaphor is like, uh, what's like, I'm trying to think of a good metaphor, but it's just like, just letting things fester, you know, it's like, it's like one of those things where you like, you don't put a, like, it's one of those things where you know how people say you put a bandaid on a bullet wound? Motherfuckers didn't even put a band-aid on it. Right. <laughs> like it was it was just an open wound the entire time. Like that's that's how much things festered. Uh so we're gonna start from the very beginning. And I don't even know if you know where this whole starts or this whole
1: thing starts. Like, I don't really know like what. So I guess we go all the way back to the stuff with Hangman Page, right? Oh, way before that. Even before that? Because mm-hmm. This whole time, I've been wondering, like, what is the relationship and the bad blood between, like, CM Punk and the Elite? Yeah. The Young Bucks. Like, I don't know where that stems from or, like, what the deal is with this issue that they supposedly have backstage. Um, so, obviously, we know the—since I mentioned the Hangman Page stuff, like, that was all, you know, towards, like, I wouldn't say the very beginning of Punk's run in AEW— But, um, you know, it wasn't too much longer after he debuted that him and Hangman had that story for the title, and Hangman cut that promo. Um, I don't remember exactly what the promo was, but it was uh, based on, like, real-life stuff, and I guess Punk had an issue with that. So that's where that whole thing started. But, yeah, before before the Hangman stuff, I'm not sure where it all came from.
0: So we got to go back all the way back to uh, – we got to go back all the way to CM Punk's debut, to where this whole thing started because, like I said, a lot of facts have come out now um, since his firing, which lead me to believe that CM Punk had a bigger role in AEW than what we initially thought when he first came into the company. So when he was fired, it was in fine print – the 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 lawyer speaks said that they had uh you know kind of you know he they terminated his contracts so he had everyone's assuming he has two contracts one as an employee and one as a wrestler like a wrestler's contract and so the difference between a wrestler's contract really is just kind of i would say is just obligated dates for AEW so like Rampage uh, so like Dynamite, Collision, pay-per-view stuff like that. But for the most part, most people can kind of book outside work on the independents though. So like like we had Ray Phoenix at Glory Pro, but he's a part of AEW and that's cuz he's got a wrestler's contract, so he can book outside of AEW as long as he's you know um as long as he's uh what's the word? Uh you know He's, he's making his contractual dates for AEW, and it, they don't conflict with anything else. That's kind of like the wrestler's contract. But CM Punk also had an employee's contract, which is what people are talking about, which uh, a lot of people are assuming, and rightfully so, that he had kind of a managerial kind of contract behind the scenes in AEW. So he had more control and kind of input on... On, on certain things that we don 't know yet if it, if it was like certain input on storylines on how AEW actually runs or like how dynamite ran when he whenever uh he first got hired, so we don 't know that yet like it hasn 't come out we don 't know if if um he was in charge of anything specific, but it sounds like he he had more control of certain things than than we were led on
1: to believe, you know? Okay. Well, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. And I guess that's why at some point, you know, him and the elite would butt heads. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I guess just, I guess Punk coming from, I mean, this was like seven years prior, but WWE, maybe the elite kind of, I don't know how to say this, but like had an issue with that or thought like, you know, we helped build this company and now this guy's going to come in from WWE, or, you know, his past, the company that he was in before, and try to take over and run things differently than we're going to run it. So I guess that would cause them to have an issue. But Yeah, I, don't know.
0: I mean, it's... It's multi multifacet- It's multi-layered. <laughs> this right. whole
1: situation.
0: So then we move on from that to a promo that I just recently saw that Eddie Kingston cut on CM Punk. So like, I feel I think Eddie Kingston was like CM Punk's first official like feud, and it was it was just the simple promo of uh, of of uh, you know he I think Eddie Kingston said something to the you know I'm gonna. Um, it's not fully the quote, but basically, I'm to He's like, I'm gonna say something that a lot of people are too afraid to say, and and it's that they're not happy you're here, you know. And that's when it first, like, I first kind of was like, huh, because it was a weird promo. Like every promo, whenever CM Punk came back, was just weird, you know, because he was a, he was he came back as a face, and they pitted him against. A, a ton of faces, some heels. I think the only like person on the roster that they pitted him against that was an actual heel was MJF. But for the most part, like Eddie Kingston was kind of a face. Hangman Adam Page was a face. And yet, they were cutting promos as if Punk was the heel. And they, they were just really weird promos at the time that I was like... I- guess i guess we'll go this direction i don't know what the fuck this means but why not <laughs> like, right. I, I was just like why not but the the promo was just kind of weird and i was like okay hmm, all right whatever i don't know what that means move on then the hangman adam page promo about workers rights and how he doesn't punk is you know kind of a doesn't believe in that because apparently uh the rumor was that punk had colt cabana removed from the AEW roster and put into the ring of honor roster uh that was kind of the it's like the uh that was kind of the the thing that people were kind of saying was and that's why adam hangman Adam Page kind of cut that promo on punk, you know, and that's where they had the their beef that's kind of where it all started, you know, and so hangman Adam Page is really good friends with Colt Cabana. The Elite are really good friends with Colt Cabana. Like, Colt Cabana has been on their uh, being the Elite show on YouTube for years. So it's like, of course, they're going to side with Colt Cabana, you know, on anything, really. But um, but the rumors have been, like, there was like, uh, what's the word? Uh, Stooges in, in AEW that were leaking you know, supposedly leaking that that's what was happening, was that CM Punk came in, and so Cole Cabana had to go out.
1: Like you said, I don't think I'm skipping a little bit ahead on the timeline, but going back to what you just said a second ago about, you know, putting Punk in there with all these, you know, quote-unquote baby faces Eddie Kingston, Hangman, Hangman Page, and then, you know, he wins the title from Hangman, gets injured immediately, comes back and then immediately like gets in a big story with John Moxley who was also a babyface like I don't know it just I felt like his return to AEW was like snake bitten from the beginning, um, but yeah we can go ahead and continue on with the timeline here
0: yeah so I just want to I just want to throw the timeline out there so that you know once we start getting more in depth into stuff we can kind of go back to certain things and be like well this is what this happened this is when this happened but um so yeah so like. Those rumors started coming out, leaking, quote-unquote, you know, air quotes, started leaking from uh, sources inside AEW that that's that's what was happening and that's why Adam Adam Page was mad uh, and not a fan of CM Punk. They put CM Punk in a situation where everyone was going to cut a promo on him. It was like, I feel like no... uh, there was no leadership in how to handle that. You know, I feel like it w- if, like you said, you, you felt like it was snake bitten from the beginning. Like it was just like, you know, it was it felt great at the very beginning. And then once it started going, like certain things just started to happen that weren't CM Punk's fault that I was just like, this just feels weird. It doesn't feel like, uh, like a like a CM Punk coming down, coming here to vanquish, you know he, he's not coming here to he's not wrestling anybody that's a big heel at the time. It was just, it was just a weird, it was a weird first run before he got injured. He had the MJF feud, which was, I think, the greatest feud for uh, sure. And AEW has had, I want to say two great feuds, CM Punk and MJF and Adam Cole and MJF. Or I don't I don't even want to say feuds. They've only had two great storylines. And that is MJF versus CM Punk and MJF versus Adam Cole. And everything else has been kind of meh. I don't know. Like it's like it's weird to say that. Like I don't like I don't want to be critical of AEW cuz I like the wrestling, but I also think They could, um, I also think they could, they could stand to learn from WWE. I feel like, I feel like AEW right now is making 2010 WWE mistakes, which is either having no storylines, having random matches, or having, uh, um, matches that happen over and over again. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're like kind of in this weird spot where you know the only storyline that is kind of working right now is the MJF Adam Cole storyline, and by proxy, if whoever gets involved with MJF, you have a storyline. So, you know this is this is a quick answer to be like, yo, pay MJF a lot of money because right now right. I'm only tuning in for MJF. <laughs> like I'm gonna be honest, Dude,
1: <laughs> Whenever- that, guy, that guy is the star of that company and. You know, he talks about the bidding war of twenty twenty four. This guy ain't going nowhere. Like just I just I know just AEW is made for him. He's made he's made for them. Tony Khan's gonna pay that guy as much as he can to keep him.
0: He can't but, afford to he can't afford to lose him. That's right. basically. Especially I mean. now,
1: especially now. After yeah. you know, Punk's gone. Um but yeah, I agree with you. The the wrestling is good in E. W, but the storytelling is just it's all over the place like it's hard it's really hard to follow and it's hard to understand like where they're trying to go with people yeah and uh but like we've gone to AW shows and they're lots of fun but like i'm sure just like me like you enjoy the storytelling just as much as the wrestling yeah and when you don't have the storytelling then like what do you have you just have a bunch of people a bunch of these you know wrestlers superstars whatever you want to call them you know doing all these Spots, all these flying, high-flying spots and, uh, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, I like a good story. Just like you said, the MJF, Adam Cole stuff is just, it's money right now. Who would have thought that that would have been as big as it is now when they started that, you know, what, two, three months ago? Yeah. And uh, and I also agree that the CM Punk, MJF stuff was probably the best thing he did, the best thing that CM Punk did while he was with the company. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I just... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, don't it
0: was um yeah, it was just kind of
1: uh yeah, it, it it
0: just there was something about the run that just didn't feel like I feel like Tony Khan either didn't know how to book this return which it's it's like it's almost it's super easy. We'll get to that. We'll get to that after like we'll 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 do a wrestling overtime where we we'll talk about how they should have booked CM Punk what, you know, Just all that stuff, but um. So we'll continue on with the timeline. Um, CM Punk gets injured. He comes back and he cuts a promo on uh, Hangman Adam Page about um you know about apologizing basically like in the middle of the ring, and it was like you know people say Punk went into business with himself for himself, but it's like Hangman did that when he cut the promo on Punk. It was like one of those things where it's funny to think about it now because uh, Cody Rhodes did an interview. Um, a couple months ago, or a couple weeks ago, actually, with I think it was um Sam Roberts on the Not Sam Wrestling podcast. Hey, Sam Roberts,
1: mm. it's a good, good. one. I listened to that too.
0: Yeah, and um, uh, he basically said that uh, he talked to Punk first about cutting the the pipe bomb promo. And for those of you who don't know what the pipe bomb promo is, uh, that Cody Rhodes is referencing is is that Cody Rhodes basically it was like. I think the last couple of weeks he was there in AEW, he cut a promo where he basically ran down the checklist of all the things, of all the things that CM Punk said he was going to do when he cut the pipe bomb promo in Las Vegas, but Cody Rhodes actually did it. And so he went to Punk and he's like, hey, that. I'm going to cut this promo. I want to let you know if you approve. And Cody Rhodes you know like like uh like a gent he he went up to punk he's like hey this is what I want to do D- are you okay with that and from from what i'm hearing punk was okay with that he was like yeah you know that sounds good you know cuz he went up to punk he didn't go into business for himself he just was like hey this is what i want to this is the kind of promo i want to cut you know uh let me know if if this is out, way out of line or not and punk was like no it's not out of line cody cuts the promo no big deal Hangman Adam Page, you know, went into business for himself and did not discuss certain things in that promo. And Punk was just sad to sit there like in. you can watch it back. And Punk is literally like grinning like, hmm, like OK, I know what you just did there. You know, kind of it's like it's one of those like pissed off grins. Like I feel like you've had it. I've oh, had yeah. it. We've all had it. We've all had those pissed off grins like, mm, <laughs> mm, "Oh, fuck you." You know, <laughs> Where it's like, "Ah, okay, that's what we're doing." And uh <laughs> and Punk had no problem with that Page before this. Like there's no like there's for for me it's like there's no reason to start drama with somebody who doesn't have beef with you, you know? It's like it's one of those things where it's like
1: <sighs> That's sorry to cut you off, but I I I feel like when Punk first got there, um, I feel like more people had a problem with him than he had a problem with anybody else. Like, yeah. I just feel like the, all these, you know, EVPs and people who helped create this company saw him come in and they were like, uh uh-uh, uh, nope. We ain't giving this guy the keys to the kingdom or whatever. Like, I just, I guess they got intimidated and thought, hey, if this guy's going to come into this company and try to, you know, run it, then it ain't happening.
0: Yeah, so um but yeah so that led to the the brawl out. So so all out weekend, which we were we didn't go to. We couldn't make it. So <laughs> <Starting> not the <laughs> obligations. Um but um but it was an interesting so it's an interesting the all out brawl out is one of the most interesting moments in in this whole thing because in this rant that CM Punk went on. There were certain things that I agreed with and there were certain things I was like, "Oh, he shouldn't have done cuz it kind of doesn't make him look good, but you know, he was heated, you know, and so the you know, I'll mention that the, the things that he shouldn't have said was he shouldn't have brought up Colt Cabana or he shouldn't have brought up things about his relationship with him or or his like stuff with his mother. But he was heated in the moment, he was just heated, and when you're heated, you just say shit. You just say shit, to say shit, and you're just not even thinking about what you're saying. So he was heated in that moment. And that's the stuff I don't agree with. It's like, look, if, there, if you have an issue with somebody, don't bring other people in it that aren't a part of it, you know? Um, but uh, but yeah, that was basically the thing. It was like, just, just don't bring that stuff into it. But he had, he just kind of went off on a tangent about the EVPs and, and how they were running things and how, you know, it was just like, it was. i I have to watch it back just to just to remember everything he said. But like the gist of it was just basically that that you know, he, like he said, he was working with kids, like people that just were immature or, or whatever. And he calls out the EVPs. They get into a fight. They get into an altercation. And he calls out the wrestling news. Like I'm gonna. I'm doing this in air quotes. Air quotes. Wrestling news, because. It's Dave Meltzer. <laughs> Wherever there's an issue, Dave <laughs> Meltzer is not far behind. <laughs> um, I don't... It's one of those things like... There's 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 a lot of people at fault for what happened at the end of the day. Um, there's a lot of people at fault. Number one, Tony Khan. Number two, I would say is... Uh, it's a tie between The Elite and CM Punk. Number three, Hangman Adam Page. Number four, Dave Meltzer. And barely squeaking in <laughs> is Jack Perry. <laughs> Actually, Jack Perry almost doesn't even count. I feel like Jack Perry is one of those situations where it could have been anybody. Like, I don't even think Jack Perry really had an issue with CM Punk. But you, he, he, he was just dumb in the moment. He just did something so stupid in the moment that, like... No matter how you look at it, whether you're looking at it for CM Punk side or Jack Perry side, which a bunch of people are taking Jack Perry side for whatever reason, but he's saying he was trying to get heat. But I'm like, why are you trying to get heat with someone you're not in a rivalry with? I'm like, that makes no sense. Like if you're getting, if you're trying to get heat in a match, you do it to the audience who's there, you know, f- towards the person that you're wrestling. You don't, you don't kind of faux mention. Something that happened between you and CM Punk in this whole separate other match—it's like, like that's the funny thing is, no one's talking about Hook, that like, who he was wrestling in this match was Hook. No one's talking about Hook. Hook's like a Hook's an afterthought in this whole thing. Mm. You know, it's like that whole match is an afterthought. I don't even know who the fuck
1: won. <laughs> that's the whole thing too. It's like after all this was finished, nobody was talking about the amazing accomplishment they had with all in eighty thousand plus people
0: that's another issue uh, that's another thing i'll I'll bring up in the wrestling overtime as to why I think the, the this whole situation overshadowed all in um i'll i'll say yeah I'll, I'll we'll we'll save it for wrestling
1: overtime um but yeah I'm with you I think that a lot of people are at fault like I don't think it's solely on one person like I'm angry at jack Perry I'm angry at i'm you know, I'm a same punk guy. We're both same punk guys. I'm yeah. mad at him for you know, not acting like he shouldn't have uh, acted the way he did, and you know, just everybody's at fault. Tony Khan, yeah, that's the thing. There's no leadership. Tony Khan is not a leader. Like he wants to be your friend, and you know his his life was his life was threatened. <laughs> <laughs> he, <laughs> look. We weren't there. We don't know what really <laughs> happened. I know we've been joking and, you know, make just being, a, being shitheads to Tony Khan about... We're stooges. That, stooges. <laughs> stooges to co- Tony We're Khan. We're mean stooges. <laughs> but for Tony Khan to actually fire CM Punk is a pretty big deal because we both know, we all know CM Punk, Tony Khan was a CM Punk guy. Like, basically, like you said earlier, as soon as Punk came into the company, he was basically given everything he wanted. Like, he was the top guy. He, he had, you know, a couple title runs. Um, he helped start Collision, the show on Saturday nights now. Yeah. He basically ran that show. Um, so, who knows? I mean, we weren't there. Maybe Punk really did jump at him and try to attack him, whatever. We don't know. But, you know, a lot of people are at fault for this. And it's a shame because, you know, we waited seven years, seven Fucking years for CM Punk to come back, and we weren't even we weren't even able to go see him live. No, that was the first thing I thought of when he came back. I was like, we're finally getting to see this guy again. Yeah, and then you know he had a good. Well, I wouldn't say a good. It was more. It was a very short two years in yeah. AEW. I mean,
0: a whole. I would say a whole year of those two years was him injured.
1: Yeah. So or suspended
0: or suspended. Yeah, injured and suspended. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> it's it was just one of those situations where. <sighs> There were a lot of people at fault. Tony Khan, number one. The, uh, like, if I had to give an actual number two, I would say The Elite, then CM Punk, then Hangman Adam Page, then Dave Meltzer for perpetuating, for talking about drama in the back. Like, and that's one of the things that I got pissed off about when we got to uh, Nate's house to watch All In, and I was here at my house where we are right now i was watching the the zero hour and i saw the moment where jack perry said uh real glass go cry me a river or cry me a river, whatever the fuck however he said it um and in that moment i was like "Ooh, i know what he's talking about first of all i shouldn't have fucking known what he was talking about in my mind i'm like First of all, there is a stooge in AEW. Someone in there is leaking information so fucking fast to Dave Meltzer, to Sean Rassap, to, 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 I forgot who the other person is, Hausen or something like that. There's a guy named, yeah, something Hausen or, or Hosman or whatever. I have no idea. But there's so many of these, um, wrestling news, I would say in air quotes that, that, that post this stuff, like, like, People, people want to blame CM Punk for overshadowing, overshadowing All In. That's not, CM's, that's not CM Punk's fault. I'm going to say that right now. It's not CM Punk's fault. It's not Tony Khan's fault. It's nobody – I don't know. It depends on who, depends on who was there. But who, it's the person who leaked that this happened. That's the person who's at fault for, for, for that happening. It's the person who leaked it, and then it's the people who reported on it the minute it happened. Because we knew about the... We basically knew about uh Jack Perry and CM Punk getting into an altercation. By the time we got to Nate's house to watch the first match, which was CM Punk and Joe, immediately on our phones, we're like, yo, CM Punk and Jack Perry just got into a fight just now. Minutes before his match. Yep. We shouldn't have known that. That's... It's... For, so... Like I said, like Tony Khan has no leadership. He, I don't, I don't want to say that, but it's, it's one of those things. He's, he's not a leader, or he doesn't come off as a leader. Or maybe he could be a leader if he got out of his own ass sometimes or stopped being a super fan. You know, it's one of those situations where it's like you need to put your fucking foot down and be like, hey, whoever's leaking this shit, if I, well, the second I find out that you're leaking shit, you're fired. Even if it's a fucking rumor that you're leaking shit, that's how, that's how fucking severe it should be. Like, even if, even if it's a whisper that you may have leaked some shit, you're fired. Cause I can't have that shit here. We can't have shit coming, going out in in the news or again, air quotes, news, wrestling news before we've even been able to, to properly handle it. Now everybody's running with their own narratives. There you know, there's so there's 15,000 versions of what happened. In that fight, or in that altercation with Jack Perry.
1: It's like a new version comes out every single day. It's something new, like every single day. (laughs)
0: Yes, so many. There's a version where Miro is there. There's a version where Miro isn't there. (laughs) Miro's like, I was there. (laughs) There's so many versions of this whole thing.
1: And then there's a video, a supposed video, somewhere, that... Hopefully it gets leaked and we get to see it because... If
0: if anything should be leaked after this, it should be that video. Just so we have confirmation of whether or not CM Punk really lunged. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) But it's one of those situations where it's like, we should not be privy to this information. Like, there are things in WWE that happen that, that don't leak. We don't find out about for months you know like it'll 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 come out like i remember when brock lesnar threw the title at vince that rumor came out maybe about a month or two after wrestlemania they didn't come out that night because ain't nobody fucking leaking that shit that night Mm -mm. Uh uh-uh fucking they know (laughs) it was one of those situations where it came out like about a month or two afterwards and we're like "Ah, whatever you know, like, we're not even thinking about it. Like, cause it was like, it was that long ago. Like, why would we think about it? But again, there is a stooge in, in AEW <laughs> and they're leaking shit. And they've been leaking shit because CM Punk at all out called out Meltzer. Uh, I'm not sure if he called out Meltzer. I, I know he was either called out Meltzer and Brian Alvarez of the wrestling observer and for, for basically running, you know, news heads, like basically putting stuff on on online on YouTube basically clickbaity stuff of like like this is what's going on in AW this is why CM Punk uh, blah 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 like just a lot of stuff about CM Punk and CM Punk being like S- stuff like that isn't true you know some of that stuff isn't true and you're just putting it all out there and you're you know you're just running with hearsay you know there's no confirmation like that's why I don't call it news because there's no confirmation about all this stuff. It's, it's all hearsay. It's all speculation. There, those guys are speculating just as much as fans are speculating. So when they when they when they call themselves like you know a news organization or whether they call themselves a, a, a um, wrestling news, I don't buy it because you're all just speculating like the rest of us motherfuckers. You know,
1: you're not special. You're, I mean, you don't know any more than we do. Like, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about?
0: Yeah. <laughs> It's like, yeah, they don't know what they know, and hell, there there are people who, who, who got the scoop about Miro being there before they did. So it's like, the fuck? You guys don't even, you're not even checking, like, I don't know who the fucking source is. Don't know who it is. Don't know what Stooge in AW it is, but it's like, I'm just like super pissed that it was air quotes, wrestling news, and immaturity that led to CM Punk feeling like he had his back against the wall the entire time like it's one of those situations where it's like he can't do anything without people immediately going to the negative um the most negative thing right so it's like the Jack Perry thing like a couple weeks before all in like Apparently he wanted to use real glass. First of all, why the fuck would you want to use real glass? That's just stupid, you know. And if you don't have real glass, don't use it. Like it's just one of those things. Like whatever. But apparently, people like Tony Schiavone and and this it's hilarious that this comes like like the story at first was that CM Punk just randomly went up to Jay was like don't do it, you know, and then you wait a couple weeks and you find out a little bit more stuff. That it was tony Schiavone and some other officials are like hey don't use real glass and jack perry was like i'm gonna do it anyways and so then those guys went to cm punk and said hey can you talk to him and tell him to hey maybe don't do glass and so cm punk goes up to him and it's another issue i have with <sighs> i have a hot take i have a hot take you're about to either you're about to laugh at me for this hot take there's been a lot of reports that a lot of the talent in AW, a lot of the young talent don't want advice from older talent guys like hangman adam page jack perry apparently is one of them too um and and so that's why they they get into these situations where it's it's just so stupid but it's like those guys uh, this is the hot take dominic mysterio is moreover and more I, w- I would say is a bigger star than Jack Perry and hangman adam page uh
1: definitely <laughs> that's for sure
0: that's for sure and i'll tell you why he is because so, he takes advice he did a he, uh, Seth Rollins did a uh, uh, an interview with Logan Paul, and Logan Paul brought up Dominic Mysterio because fucking even Logan Paul is' noticing Dominic mysterio and Seth basically was like, yeah, like I've talked to Dom. he's asking for some advice of stuff and he's like he's like I don't know if he will use it but I I tell him anyways and then he he's like I don't I'm not sure if you saw it. I'm not sure if you saw this uh interview with Logan Paul. Um
1: I don't think so. No, I didn't.
0: You should watch it. It's a pretty good one. But uh Seth Rollins basically is like, yeah, so I gave him some, you know, like talking about Dom so He was like, yeah, I gave him some advice at a house show or like, you know, it's one of our live events. You know, um, because he asked me, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll give you some 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 advice." And then, what does Dominic Mysterio do? He he, what does what does he do? He actually incorporates the advice that he got from Seth Rollins, and it worked. I don't know what it was, but he was just like, he was like, "Oh, like he like not only does he take my advice, but he'll incorporate it to see if it works or not." And it's one of those situations where it's like. <gasps> Oh, look at that. Like if you take advice from people that have been doing this for a while, you don't have to go through the trial and error. Like I know it's one of those things where it's like if you, if you don't have to do the, the, go through the whole trial and error of it all, if, you get, if you're getting advice from people that know better, that know way more than you, take it. They're not, they're not giving you advice to be assholes. They're giving you advice. Either take it or just say, heard no, thank you. That's all you got to do. You don't got to be a dick about it. You know, you don't got to fucking say some dumb shit on live television like Jack Perry did. Mm-hmm. But everybody in this situation, like CM Punk said,
1: children. We're just children. Right. You know? You, got, you, have, guys, you have guys like Christian Cage, Sting, the Hardy Boys, uh, Chris Jericho, well-respected veterans of the business. And you're going you're, you're gonna to tell me that you're not going to take their advice. You're just going to shut them down and be like, nope, you guys don't know anything. Yeah, like, basically. It's just, I don't get it.
0: Yeah, no, I don't get it either. And so that's what pisses me off about the whole situation too is just like, take the fucking advice, bro.
1: Like, do you think if it, like maybe if it wasn't CM Punk, if it was somebody else like a Chris Jericho or a Christian Cage that were giving this advice to Jack Perry – do you think Jack Perry would have listened to them? Do you think it's maybe a personal thing with CM Punk?
0: I think that's the thing too. You know, it doesn't. It wouldn't have mattered if CM Punk actually gave him good advice. You know, he would have he would have taken it the wrong way. You know, and it's one of those things where it's like when someone's saying, "Hey, don't use real glass." They're not doing it to be jerks. They're doing it so they're they're looking out for you. They're like, "Hey, we don't want you to get hurt using real glass. Get hurt for real." So this whole injury isn't like going to be a week it's going to be like a month you know it's like we're, we're looking out for you either do something that's a little bit safer and more controlled or don't do it at all yeah. i just you feel know? like
1: if it would have been christian cage him and jack perry had a very I, I thought was a pretty good feud you know christian cage put jack perry over big if christian cage would have been the one to go up to him and be like hey it's probably not a good idea to use real glass like i wouldn't do it Like I, kind of feel like maybe he would have listened to him, but I don't know. I could be wrong. We'll never know. We'll never
0: know. Well, yeah. Well, you know, we should have, we should have done. (laughs) They should have asked Christian to see (laughs) what would have happened. You know.
1: Look, Uh, Christian, you're you're probably pretty close to Jack Perry, closer than CM Punk. Go up to him and just you know tell him this isn't a good idea.
0: Yeah, but um, but like I'm saying, like these are instances where CM Punk is put in a position to make to, to i don't wanna, I don't want to say conspiracy because a lot of people throw out a conspiracy, but this is a situation where he was put in, and the outcome of it just made him look bad for a certain amount of time because the only report came out was that c m Punk came up to Jack Perry and said, hey you're not doing um you're not doing the real glass, we don't do that on saturdays you you know if you want to do that, go back to Wednesday, you know, and it's like yeah like. Like, and again, now that we know that CM Punk had a more of a managerial role in AEW. Yeah, if CM Punk is kind of running collision and he's saying, hey, don't do glass. You know what I'm doing? I'm not doing glass. (laughs) And I'm not going to be mad at it. I'm like, you know what? It was an idea. I threw it it out there. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Like, I don't know. Like, it's one of those situations. Like, I work with... uh, I work with people in in the independent, uh, you know, uh, for this independent promotion, and you know, I'll throw out an idea for something, uh, whether it's promos, whether there's segments and stuff that we're doing right now, and either I'll get shot down or someone will tell me that's a nice idea, and that's it. I'm not I'm not gonna be like oh, these motherfuckers because they know better than me, you know? Right? Well, I fight for it a little bit, like of course I'll fight for it a little bit, but like, hey, we should probably do this or this would be a fun idea. You know, and then once I get like that emphatic final no, I'm like, okay, I did all I could, you know. But that's it. Like, I can't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get angry at anybody because, again, not my promotion. I'm not. I don't have any kind of managerial role or anything like that. And I'm just, you know, if I have an idea, I'll throw it out there. And you know, I'm and also I'm open to advice too. I'm, you know, I'm willing to learn from people. Be like, hey, like, you know, what 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 should I do about this or that? Like, I'm not. It's one of those th- situations where it's just like there, there's there's there is an immaturity in that locker room, and it's interesting. The reports have come out. I don't know from who. I forgot who. Like I, honestly, it's so strange. Like I feel like there there are reports coming out every fucking day whenever I open up Twitter. But that like um, certain top, like actual like top talent in AEW like. Or, like, veterans have been, like, yeah, a lot of people in AEW, a lot of younger talent in AEW have a bit of a diva complex when it comes to to being there. And, ha- you know, it's, like, you know, people always say it's, like, if, it, if this was in WWE, a lot of the shit wouldn't fly. And it's, like, yeah, you know. But I, I'll give it to WWE. They've been in the game for way longer, you know. They have a boss. It's a little intimidating in and tr- and Triple H and uh, and Vince McMahon. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. <laughs> like I wouldn't be marking up for Vince McMahon. I'd be fucking freaking out. I'd be I'd be terrified. I'd be shaking my boots. <laughs> if someone told me I had to share an elevator with Vince McMahon, I'd be like, uh, nah, I'll wait for the next one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Going on up, you're good. Now, you're good I'll Vince, wait. you
0: good. Yeah, you get you get the VIP elevator. I don't. I don't. I don't. I can wait. <laughs> I can be five minutes late to this thing.
1: <laughs> well, see the thing. The the, with <clears throat> with the real glass stuff, by CM Punk telling him, no, we're not, you're not doing that. Like, he's basically saving Jack Perry's career because, like, what's real glass going to do for your career? Like, it's basically going to end it, if anything. and
0: Or hurt you, or, like, it, it, it doesn't add anything to right. your career, is what you're saying,
1: basically. Yeah, it's not yeah. adding anything to your character or your career. It's not furthering you any more than what you're doing right now with your character or your work like it just i don't understand yeah you're just being stupid yeah so yeah i agree i agree with punk on you know the whole real glass shit it's just nonsense
0: and i feel like that's the consensus too on on a lot of these other podcasts you know whether they they are for punk or against punk is that the one thing they do agree on is that look cm punk was right at that point like in that situation like don't use fucking real glass if you don't need to like it's stupid and so, it's one of those situations where it's like, eh, like I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I'm just over the fact that like that that people in AEW um, either can't take advice or there's no leadership there. It's just one of those situations where I'm like, it sh- it kind of shows, you know, when you watch Dynamite or when you. Uh, depending, we'll see, we'll have to wait and see with Collision, but it's like, it shows that there's a lack of structure, there's a lack of leadership, because you know, to talk about the boiling point with CM Punk, it was, and we've talked about this off, you know, with without microphones, without, this is when we've, you know, just been you, me and you in a room kind of just sitting down watching wrestling just kind of shooting the shit, but it's like, you know, CM Punk was willing to work with the Young Bucks. He went after the whole incident at all out. You know, he's like, look, like he like he tried to reach out to apologize. Basically, nothing. Um, and I'll give it to CM Punk. Like, you know, he 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 put himself in situations that weren't uh, great, but at the end of the day, he would reach out. Like with the Hangman promo when he came back. Um, he felt bad about the cutting the promo. Um, and he texted Hangman. I don't think Hangman texted him back or anything, but he texted Hangman he's like, "Hey, I'm sorry. Uh, came off wrong. I don't know. Like that's that's the rumor that came out, and no one's no one's come out to be like it didn't happen. Like so, people that it, it happened. CM Punk texted Hangman he's like, "Hey, I'm sorry. Didn't. Uh, don't know why I did it or like whatever. It was just one of those things. And CM Punk reached out to the elite and was like, hey, I'm willing to work with you. Kenny Omega was open to it. The Bucks weren't. And that's where that's where all of this stems from. Like, there, there are a lot of outside factors. Like, like, the Wrestling Observer reporting on these leaks of uh, information that, you know, Colt Cabana is off AEW because of CM Punk, uh, you know, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Pushing the like, kind of pushing the narrative that CM Punk is a cancer, blah blah blah. But, but the whole thing of it is a is it was a powder keg, basically, because the Bucks refused to meet with CM Punk. And when the EV when two of the EVPs refused to talk with CM Punk, you know what that se- You know what that message sends to the rest of the AEW locker room? Hey, fuck CM Punk, All right? And so of course CM Punk had a, felt a way about certain people is like, oh okay so if 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 these guys don't want to talk to me and a lot of people listen to them uh, there's going to be situations where people are going to be fucking with me or there're going to be situations where I, I don't know who I can trust you know and that's why he had certain people that didn't go on collision cuz he's like hey like I can't trust you like you're you're you're, you're an elite guy you you're with the bucks right you know and it's like and the bucks wouldn't meet with him so again that trickles down so if the bucks had met with punk from the outset and squashed the beef had a program it would have shown that hey punk's cool we're cool this is a moment that happened we don't need for this moment to happen ever again we can all work together but because the bucks didn't want to our our preferences again Kenny Omega did Kenny Omega open, I don't know, openly say it, but like the report was that Kenny Omega was open to working with CM Punk. And uh, yeah, it was just that. It was like, it was one of those things where it's like, again, immaturity. It's like if you're running a company and let's just say you and me have an issue and I'm an EVP and, and you're reaching out to me to, to squash the beef and I'm like, eh, I'm not talking to that guy. Of, right. Yeah, if if I'm an EVP and everybody else in, in the company looks up to me, they're gonna be like, yeah, fuck that, fuck that Tim guy, <laughs> fuck, that, fuck that Tim guy. <laughs> why are we gonna why are we gonna be cool with the Tim guy if if even the EVP isn't cool with him? So like, yeah, it kind of it allows everybody else to kind of act immature. Yeah, and it came out that before all in, there was a meeting set up because everybody was going to be in Atlanta for the Dynamite Collision taping cuz it was going to be all on one night. Um CM Punk was going to be there, The Elite were going to be there, and The Elite canceled at the very last minute. And again, again, and, and this is what the Wrestling Observer said, Dave Meltzer's people or Dave Meltzer himself is that the punk saw that meeting as a whatever and decided to cancel. Where CM Punk saw it as a a, a a a meeting where they could actually have a conversation and hash it out and talk. Now, in that situation, who sounds like an asshole? It ain't CM Punk.
1: Well, here's the other thing too. The, the latest report I read yesterday, um, I don't think I forget who it was from. It wasn't the Wrestling Observer, it was somebody else. But according to this report. CM Punk and the Elite did have a brief interaction backstage at All In, but it was Punk basically just saying to them, "Let's make history," and then walked away respectfully, and that was the end. The end of that whole interaction. So who's to say if that's true or not? But that that was what I read yesterday. So for you to, for you saying that they were supposed to have a meeting, which I I know we talked about this already too, but they were supposed to have a meeting before All In, and then the Elite basically canceled it, right? Yeah. And then Punk respectfully said to them, "Let's make history," and then walked away. Like that kind—that of, goes to show you what kind of guy CM Punk is, to basically just be respectful towards them anyway before the biggest show they've ever had. And then, like, there was no drama. There was no fight. Um, just what. Get along, you know, for the sake of the wrestling business. Make some money, you know. Yeah. The, the second CM Punk came back on that collision show and uh, cut that promo, it was basically on the Elite, right? Like, he kind of cut the cut a promo. Yeah. Not like, um, like the second he cut that promo, I'm like, oh, this, is, this has got to lead to CM Punk and FTR against the Elite at some point or CM Punk versus Kenny Omega. Yeah. Like, I was thinking of all these options, all these ideas. Now we're never going to get that.
0: Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. It was, like, it was one of those situations too. Is like, like people are like, it's funny how people are taking sides and they don't look at the whole picture. It's like, whenever CM Punk came back and did the promo, people were, like, you shouldn't have done that promo. But at the same time, when the Elite came back, they were making, they were poking fun at CM Punk with with certain like things in the ring, like they did that like that uh, buckshot where they fucked it up, basically making fun of um, of CM Punk. You know, and there were and there were moments where I think I forgot what happened, either either Kenny Omega or somebody bit somebody in the match, referencing the the All Out fight. They're kind of making fun of it, and and
1: it and CM Punk. I think somebody did the GTS too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, somebody, I don't remember who it was, but somebody did the GTS.
0: Yeah, during and, that match. And it's like, yeah, like. You could say CM Punk shouldn't have cut that promo, but you can also say the Elite shouldn't have done all that stuff too. Like, shouldn't have, you know, perpetuated that that you know that issue as well when they came back. Um, And so it's just one of those things where I'll keep saying it. It's like everybody's at fault. There, you you know, if you if you're a person who takes a side, you're in the wrong because it's everybody's fault. There is no right side. (laughs) There is no, you know, there is no right side. Like CM Punk should have been the bigger man. And not have gotten into the physical altercation with Jack Perry. The Young Bucks should have met with CM Punk. Um, uh, should have met with CM Punk in that meeting just to hash everything out, just to lay it all out there, you know, talk about it. And Tony Khan should have made that meeting mandatory. It should have been like, hey, you guys, you guys are fucking talking
1: or you're not going to all in. Exactly. Like he's, he's supposed to be the leader. He should have conducted this meeting, and CM Punk could still be in the company. We, we, would, we would have gotten CM Punk versus Kenny Omega at some point. We would have gotten all these matches, all these feuds. And it's funny because, like you said earlier, it didn't seem like CM Punk and Kenny Omega had any beef. It was just CM Punk and the Young Bucks and Hangman Adam Page. Kenny Omega, clearly the biggest star of that group. Like We could have gotten a huge match between the two. I don't know why, like, so many things could have gone differently. Just.
0: Yeah. Better leadership would have, would have saved this situation, period. Better leadership from the outset, uh, actually, I would say. When, when Hangman Adam Page cut that promo, I would have suspended him. I, I would, legitimately, I would have been like, hey, you went into business for yourself. You're suspended.
1: Right. Drop the title to punk, which he did, and then boom. Boom. Suspend. Suspended.
0: Um, because we don't do that shit here. We're not gonna start causing real beef on air if it's if it's if it's not on the script or if it's not a part of the program. Like we're not doing that shit here. You know, that's the first thing I would have done. A or B. Uh, as Tony Khan, I would have been like, whoever the fuck is leaking shit or, or or just throwing out rumors to these wrestling sites, these wrestling news, uh, or you know, these wrestling news sites. I, I would have been like, "Hey, if I hear that it may have been you, you're fired. You're not suspended. You're fucking fired, because we take care of this shit internally. There should not be a uh, uh, there should not be people on the outside who know about this stuff when we're still trying to figure it out or we're still trying to deal with it. You know, They're, like it's it's one of those things where it's like if if he had done that, a lot of this stuff wouldn't have happened. Again." Making that mandatory meeting. He would've if he had made that meeting mandatory, it's like, hey, we're all talking, we're all hashing it out. You know, maybe bring in like two extra people, maybe bring in F T R just so CM Punk doesn't feel like he's alone. Or, you know. Boom. Let's have let's have this fucking meeting. All right. Not only would've yeah. had the meeting with the Bucks, but I also would've bring I also would have brought in hangman Adam Page. I'd be like, Hey, you're coming in you're coming to this meeting too. Because you kind of started this whole shit. <laughs> like this whole shit does not happen if Hangman Adam Page doesn't cut that promo.
1: Well, Tony Khan doesn't want to get on anybody's bad side, and now it came at the cost of firing his biggest star. And I feel, I feel like this is hopefully the first step in actually becoming an actual leader for Tony Khan. Um, unfortunately, it came like I just said at the expense of firing CM Punk, but. Maybe this is a message to all these other guys, the elite, you know, Young young Bucks, Hangman Adam Page, like, you know, don't fuck with me, don't do anything, you know, out of, off script, whatever, backstage, don't cause any drama, fights, you know, or you're so. out of here.
0: I don't think so. I don't think it's a, you know, like, the, I'm not sure if there's a video of it, but Apparently, the people who were at Collision Saturday before All Out, the report is that the Young Bucks went out to the ring and did like a victory lap. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And it's like, at this point, you fucking guy you guys look immature at that point. At this point, like, like I'm a fan. I was a fan of them, and now I'm just like, I feel like I'm a, I'm a, I was a fan of CM Punk too, and I just part of me is like, like. Dude, what are you doing? Like don't 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 be getting physical with people. And then with the young Bugs, I'm like, guys, fucking be mature. You guys are all you guys are nearly you guys are nearly 40 son. Look, like, what's oh, what's I forgot there's a movie where the guys like, you're nearly 50 son. Like
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that one, but yeah, you're right. I mean, you're at, you're, They're acting like a bunch of kids and Bro. they uh but yeah, you're right. Like I, fucking your son is more mature than some
0: of the Some of the antics that happen in AEW.
1: He's advanced for his age.
0: (laughs) He's advanced for his age. His three-year-old's really advanced. (laughs) (laughs) He spells elite with the three. It's it's three elite. (laughs) 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 But it's like, it's one of those situations where it's like, I'm, it's, it's just, it pisses me off. And it, it, it's like, I don't know. Like if, if. If anything, it, I don't think I don't think Tony Khan has learned his lesson. We'll wait and see. But that's just my opinion. I don't think he's learned his lesson. I think he fired CM Punk because and I don't think I don't even think it was his choice. I think honestly his lawyers were like, You gotta do this. And he's probably like, I can probably make it work and his lawyers like, Nope, you gotta fire Punk You know?
1: Well yeah, at the all out the brawl out from last year, Tony Khan just sat there. And let CM Punk say whatever he wanted to say. I mean, I know he suspended Punk after that, but like, I'm just tired of all the drama and like everything going on in that company is just, it's so toxic. And maybe this is a blessing in disguise for CM Punk because, I mean, I guess we can talk about it. He was at uh, a Raw earlier this year. Yeah. Talking to The Miz and um, basically, I think, at least tried to make amends with him. And also, there were reports, rumors, whatever, that CM Punk was like, he didn't want to be in AEW anymore at that point. Like, even like after the... I don't know if he was even before the um uh, I think it was out.
0: after the brawl out. Yeah, like, he yeah. was
1: trying to get out of the company. Yeah. So maybe this was on, done on purpose, so Punk could get out of this company. And, you know, there's all these questions, like, what what does Punk do now?
0: I don't think and- it was done on purpose. I think Punk really was like, okay, if I'm coming back, I'm really gonna... I'm gonna try to make it work, but certain people just didn't want that. Certain people, there was a, there was a, a locker room mentality of if the Bucks don't aren't cool with Punk, we're not cool with Punk, and it festers. It, you know, when you don't take care of that shit and you let it fester, you're just causing problems for yourself. Mm-hmm. You're, you're just gonna. You're not, you're not making it better. And, and the recent report, again, all these reports are suddenly coming out. Uh, this one was actually from the Wrestling Observer, trying to make the Bucks look good, was that the Bucks said, oh, we'll talk to Punk in six months if he doesn't have an incident in six months. And it's like, no, you don't wait six months. You fucking do it now. Because if you wait six months and you, you kind of brush off CM Punk, you know what's going to happen? It's going to fucking fester. People are going to look at, at you or, and be like, okay, we're following the, the elite's example, and we're just going to brush off whatever CM Punk has to say, whether it's advice, whether it's whatever. We're just going to brush it off because we don't have to listen to that guy because the elite don't listen to that guy. Mm-hmm. What <laughs> happens? Jack- six months?
1: Oh, my God. It's like, no. It's like, you know, we, don't wait, we don't wait six months. We do, we do this now. The time is now. The time is fucking now, if you're in the EVP. Life's too short. You don't know what's going to happen in six months. Like, get this shit in order now.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like like with your son. Like, that'd be like, that'd be like if, if, if your son did something and, and you wait six months to tell him what he, you know, to see if he does the right thing. It's like, no. You talk to him now. You correct the thing so that he doesn't do it again.
1: Right. You need to learn immediately. Yeah. Not six months from now. Because yeah. then... Like you said, what it's just six months from now. He's created a habit, right? You know, and that's all he's going to know. And then it's got that that habit's going to be even harder to break. Yeah, the more time goes on.
0: Exactly. That's another thing too. If if you're, uh, you know, again with this analogy, this metaphor with your son, it's like if if you're not doing anything about it, and you you know, you're letting it happen. Guess what? When his mom tries to say something, he's not even going to listen to his mom, right? Because fucking he knows, hey. Dad doesn't care. Why should I care? Right. So it's, it's just, again, actually, the analogy or metaphor, whatever it's called, is perfect. Because, again, everybody in the situation was acting like children. <laughs> it's just perfect, okay? But, uh...
1: <laughs> the inmates, like we said, the inmates are running the asylum in AEW.
0: Yeah, it's like you need checks and balances, you need a leader, you need a structure... And that's honestly, that's one of the reasons why William Regal William left was because of the, the lack of structure, you know, for as many things as you can call William Regal. I don't know the guy, but apparently he's a stooge according to CM Punk. So he's, hey, he fits perfect with this podcast. Hey, William Regal, if you ever want to join the Wrestling with Stooges podcast, we got a spot for you right here. <laughs> but... uh Uh-oh. You know, Chris, Jericho, you too. (laughs) There's a lot of stooges, apparently. (laughs) Uh, But it's just one of those situations where it's like, again, it's, it's one of those situations where it didn't have to happen. It could have been avoided with a different leadership. If Tony Khan has a problem with confrontation, I don't know, maybe hire somebody to be that person who doesn't take sides hire an outside person to come in and be, like, the a mediator or whatever. You know? It's that simple, you know? Fucking, what, what, how many fucking titles he has? Creative, uh, head creative, uh, CEO, president. I'm like, motherfucker, just have one title because you're obviously doing a terrible job at all three of them.
1: He's just not fit for this type of role. And I feel like every time he comes on uh, TV, whether it's, he doesn't really cut any live promos. But it's more backstage stuff. He just seems very, like, out of place and a little awkward when he speaks. And, um like, I'm not, a, I'm not a very good speaker, but what I can tell by just looking at somebody when they talk, like Tony Khan, like, he just, I don't know, there's something about him when he talks. It's just, he just feels uncomfortable. I don't know if you feel that way or if you can see that in him. Oh, yeah.
0: It's just, there's, um... It, <sighs> It's something that I've noticed whenever he would come out, like, before a show to announce something, is the way he walked. It it was, like, a very uncomfortable walk, a very kind of, like, meek walk, something kind of, like, weird, kind of like he made himself feel small. Like, I don't know, like... Uh, this is, I don't disagree with uh, Brian Danielson a lot, but this is the one thing where I, I disagree with him. Is like I, I don't trust I don't trust Tony Khan to lead anything. Like, <laughs> like I just like he has great ideas. Don't get me wrong. There's some great ideas that he he has, but I just don't. I don't trust his leadership as far as mediation, as far as drama is concerned, as far as what he's doing creatively. Sometimes like. Take CM Punk out of the drama. There, there's an underlying drama that's been happening, too, with the women's division, apparently, where, you know, someone was like, hey, like the women's division, there's a lack of booking on, of the women's division lately. Um, it's always the same people on television. And there's a, you know, if you're Tony's favorite, then you get special treatment, you know. And where have you heard this from? Like, it's like Vince McMahon again. Whenever, you know, whenever Vince McMahon had a favorite, you know, it's like that special treatment. it's like, of course, there's going to be special treatment for people that um, are close to the boss. But at the same time, dude, it's like, don't make it look so fucking obvious. Right. You know, it's just one of those situations. Like, I keep saying it's one of those situations, but it literally is one of those situations. (laughs) It's one of those things (laughs) where you just got to, I don't know. Like, uh, if you're not a leader, acknowledge it. Roman Rantz. Mm. <laughs> Trouble chief? <laughs> Trouble chief. Uh, yeah. Ag- <laughs> acknowledge that you're not a, a great leader and be like, okay, this is the things I'm going to do to, you know, enforce whatever I can. Either, whether it be hire somebody who doesn't take sides and is just strictly there to look at things straight down the middle and, and mediate certain things and like fucking, yeah, like it's one of those, it's, it's, it's just, I was watching the AWL access, uh, like, um, reality show reality. And the one thing I, when I, when I looked at it was like, Oh my God, there is a kind of, there, there is this kind of random drama with the women there. That feels so unearned, and I don't know if I want to talk about it. But it's, it just looked at like to me, it made it made Britt Baker look a little bit bad. Like, like it was when Thunder Rosa was champion, but she got hurt, and so they created an interim champion. And the whole time, Britt Baker's like, "Oh, if 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 I was hurt, you know, I I like I don't even know. It was like, it was one of the, it was one of those things where she was pissed off at Thunder Rosa." Uh, for being hurt. I'm just like, I'm like, what the, f- what, what, like, it just doesn't make her look good. I kind of was like, I'm like, calm down, Chica. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like, you know, while Thunder Rose, is, it's just one of those things where it's like, you're creating this drama that doesn't necessarily need to be there. You know, it's like, I'm just like, oh, it, it's stupid, you know, <laughs> and hey Tony again, Tony should have nipped it in the bud. Be like, Hey, you don't have to worry about that shit. I'm the boss. You're you're a talent, you're an employee. Don't fucking worry about it. I'll I'll get to it. I'll I'll announce something or I'll you know I'll figure it all out. You just go out and do your thing. You don't have to worry about why there's an interim champion, why isn't it the real women's championship? Just go out, do your thing. Don't worry about this
1: shit. This is like high school drama shit. It like is- that's, that's how I that's how I look at AEW. And then, like, WWE is, like, an actual, like, place of business where people were professional. And, like you said, we don't hear about any drama from them, like, ever. Like, until maybe months later yeah. when something comes out. And then, even then, it's not even that big of a deal.
0: Like, apparently there was drama between Riddle and Seth Rollins, for
1: real. And guess what? They squashed it and they worked together. Yeah.
0: And apparently the, the drama between them happened way before they started their program together. So, it's like, again, the only reason why it came out was because, um... After the promo that Seth Rollins cut about his wife, you know about uh, Riddle's wife or whatever, it was because you know it stemmed from a real place that they had issues in the past, and they squashed it, you know. And it it was actually one of it was it was weird to read what happened because it literally sounded like you could have replaced Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle, and you could have just put in the Elite because I think Seth Rollins. Went up to uh, Riddle. Is like, hey, if there's an issue, we need to talk about it. And it's like, yeah, if there is an issue, let's fucking talk about it and squash it now.
1: That's Uh, that's yeah, that's a leader. That's That's leadership. It is whoever doing what's best for business.
0: Whoever the person is that's extending out their hand and trying to fix something or trying to squash beef, I'll always give them the benefit of the doubt, right? Because you're at least trying. If you're the person who's like going nah, talk to me in six months or whatever. Or apparently, I mean, as far as we know, Punk didn't know about that six month rule. It, it was just apparently, again, sources close to the elite said that you know, again, if if Punk you know didn't have issues in six months, they talked to him, and it was just like, what are we doing here, guys? Like at this point, just talk to the fucking guy. It's been a whole fucking year. You know, since the incident. Like, don't let it fester any longer than it has to. Because it's been a fucking year since this whole thing happened. There hasn't been a resolution. Don't wait another six months. Because it's only going to get worse. So, yeah, it's just one of those things where it pisses me off. And I don't know. I'm, I'm just tired of... Uh, yeah, I'm just... Like you said, I'm just tired of hearing about this drama... I'm literally tired of hearing about the drama. Like, I don't want to know about AEW drama ever again. (laughs) Keep it to yourselves, guys. (laughs) Whoever whoever the stooge is in AEW, you guys need to find them, fire them. (laughs)
1: Find find that goddamn stooge. (laughs) You got to find the stooge.